Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Last week we began learning Tomer Devorah, the classical work of Rabbi Moshe Cordovero de Ramak, a 16th century Kabbalist, uh, on the 13 attributes of mercy of God that were given by the prophet Micah. And today we're going to begin learning the first uh, attribute of mercy of Hashem, which is called Mi El Kamoha, who Hashem is like you. And so this attribute teaches us that Hashem bears insult and endures offense to an extent we cannot even imagine. Like Hashem, he has so much patience and he keeps up with us for no matter what we do. He keeps vivifying us. He keeps giving us life. He keeps making us move and do our, our lives and keep going with our lives. And this is, this is attribute is really like, who can be like God? Like all day we're messing up all day. We're doing things to that go against him. Uh, and nevertheless, he doesn't give up on us. So, so certainly nothing is hidden from his eyes. And furthermore, our very existence, every moment is sustained by the supernal force that flows from above. Thus, no sin has ever been committed unless at the very instant that person was sinning, Hashem was knowingly granting that person the energy that that person needed in order to, to commit the sin. So for example, you have a, a thief that is gonna go and steal a bank and he's gonna go in and he's gonna go into the vault and he's gonna take all this money out. Hashem is the one that gives him the energy to, to go and do the sin. And, and there's a question like, how can it be? How can God give energy to a person that is gonna do something that, is, uh, that goes against him? So do not say that Hashem is unable to hold back from him that goodness has the shalom. Hashem could stop the sinner in his tracks at any second, but Hashem allows it to happen because Hashem, he, Hashem, who is like you, he does kindness and goodness, and he is waiting for the people, for us to return into Teshuvah. He doesn't give up on anybody, and, and, I, and he's always waiting for a person to turn around. And this is the reason why he keeps giving people energy and his, and, his, and his life and his health and his everything. So a person can come to a day and he says, okay, you know, I'm going on the wrong direction. I need to do teshuva. So we see that when a person consistently does favors for another person, and is one day met with a tremendously offensive displays of ingratitude in which the beneficiary of his kindness uses the very favors this person did for him in order to harm him. Uh, then this, for a human being, this insult is very hard to bear. It's something that is very hard to, 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 to be like Hashem. So, but this whole book really the whole point of this book is that we emulate God in this attribute. And when a person harms us in any way or form, we, we wait patiently for this person to, to come to us and do amends. 
So we're not gonna harm them. We're not gonna revenge, do revenge on them. We're not gonna do anything against them. We're not gonna talk bad about them. We're not gonna do anything that will harm this person. And this is what Hashem does. He, he restrains himself waiting for that person to repent. So we see in our lives, and I imagine all of us have gone through this, uh, situations in which you help somebody uh, either with money or you give them a job or you do a favor for them and this person instead of acting gratefully towards you they use your goodness and they use it against you so this is what this attribute really is talking about is that we have to emulate Hashem in this way in, in the sense that, uh, that we are gonna keep ourselves, um, how you call it, like on the sideline, we're not gonna do anything against this person and we're gonna wait. Uh, as a disclosure, this does not mean that you're gonna be a person that is gonna be allowing people to uh, uh, bully you or allow people to take advantage of you or, or be a victim of people. This is not what the Tomer Devorah is advocating here. Uh, obviously, when you're harmed by somebody, you you step, you, you keep away from them. Don't, 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 if a person is a harming human being, just like get away from this person. But what it means is that you're not gonna be like that person. You're not gonna go and, and, and burn their house or do something bad to them. This is what this attribute is really teaching us. Um, and this, this is actually, is the attribute of mercy that is expressed, who Hashem is like you, bringing that element of mercy into the world. So when we restrain ourselves from being angry at someone that is insulting, that is offensive, that is taking advantage of us, that is doing whatever he's doing, that he's creating harm, then we don't act in the same way. We, we, we allow it to be, and then we, we wait for that person to one day uh, be able to come back and, and, and repent. And sometimes they do repent and sometimes they don't repent. But what it's important to understand is that when you exercise this attribute and you're emulating Hashem in this way, then Hashem with you is gonna be the same way. Uh, he's gonna also be very merciful towards you. You know, nobody is a, a, a gold coin. Everybody has something, we've all done things, we are also have insulted people, we have also offended people, we have also uh, knowingly or unknowingly, we also have harmed other people. So what this attribute really is accessing is that mercy of Hashem, that when we ourselves act in such a way, then Hashem is, is merciful towards us. Not only towards us, but towards the whole world, because this is the way you act. And so the source of this attribute is that when people keep doing favors, even for those who use their favors against them, Hashem repays them in kind. And his attribute of who Hashem is like you um, is awakened through which we continues granting life and strength even to those who use these gifts to sin. Hashem could simply unplug, he could unplug the sinner from the source of life 
uh, bringing his sins to an instant end, but he doesn't do that because he is waiting for this person to, um, to, to repent. So uh, one of the foundations of our faith is that Hashem constantly observes all his creatures, creations and that nothing is hidden from his eyes. Like Hashem is not a God that created a world and is sitting in a throne up there somewhere with a wand, a magic wand. This is not Hashem. Hashem is in the world. He is in the world. He is very much part of the world. He takes care of every person like an only child. He fashioned every person. He made every person. So he knows the good side of a person and the bad side of a person. He knows what a person is capable of in, in, in goodness and in not goodness. So he's always pushing us to the limits to, 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 to bring out the best in us. That's the whole point of it. He doesn't want the bad in us. He wants the good in us. So we find in the Torah story of a person who thought otherwise. There was this uh, Bilam. Bilam was a, a prophet of the same time as Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, he was the counterpart of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. As you know, Moshe was a godly man. This also was a prophet of God, but he was not a good prophet. He was a evil man. And so this uh, prophet Bilam was summoned by the king of Moab. His name is Balak. There's a whole parasha called Balak in which Balak sends messengers to this Bilam asking him to come and curse the Jewish people. So Bilam understood from Hashem's question uh, when this, the, he sent the messengers, Hashem asked him, who are those people that are with you? Who are these people? So he understood from Hashem's question that he does not always know everything that occurs. Hasbe Shalom, he thought Hashem doesn't know who these people are. But Hashem knows who these people are. The question that Hashem asked him, who are these people, is not because he doesn't know who these people are. He is asking the question, so Bilam knows who these people are. So Bilam's conclusion was obviously wrong. He thought Hashem didn't know who they were. How could he possibly even bring the thought of cursing the Jewish people into his mind, much less bring the curse into his mouth without Hashem granting him the power to do so? So he sent these people back to Balak and he says, I cannot curse the Jewish people. If God doesn't put in my mouth the, the curses, I can do nothing. I can't curse them. And it was so that he came and he was looking at the Jewish people and every time he opened his mouth to curse them, only blessings came out of his mouth. You, we see that the most beautiful blessings that we have in this Siddur were from Bilam. He was the one that gave, we still repeat these blessings. So Hashem allowed him to harbor his misimpression until finally when the time came in which he hoped to curse them, he was forced to bless them instead. As the verse says, Hashem, your God, did not want to heed Bilam's request. Hashem, your God, transformed the curse into a blessing because Hashem, your God, loves you. And it then became clear that and apparent to all that without Hashem's will, it is impossible to do anything. So nothing in this world can happen if Hashem doesn't allow it. Uh, nobody can harm you if Hashem 
doesn't allow it. Nobody can do good for you if Hashem doesn't allow it. So this, this, uh, this mida, this attribute, mi el kamoha, who is like you, Hashem, really what it's teaching us is that when a person comes and does wrong to us, we have to really see it like, okay, he's just a messenger of God. This person is not, Hashem is allowing him to do it because it really doesn't come from him. It comes from Hashem. Whatever I'm experiencing in my life comes from God. And it's obvious that we have to, um, we have to, when things happen to us, when a person does something to us, we have to approach it like, okay, whatever this person this did to me, it's from God. It comes from Hashem. Nobody in the world can do anything to me that Hashem doesn't allow me to, to experience. But that that person was the, the instrument that Hashem used to bring harm to me, that's the problem of that person with Hashem. Because Hashem used him. And he used him because this person was usable. So you never want to be an instrument of bad for Hashem. You don't want to be that person that Hashem is using to bring uh, pain to other people. You don't want to be that instrument. You want to be an instrument for goodness. You want to be an instrument that brings goodness to the world. And, and, and to be able to be that instrument that, um, that Hashem uses for the good, then you have to have this attribute of, of, of okay, I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see and be, uh, and be kind to everybody. So the, we learn from the Hovos HaLevavot, which we just finished his book, Duties of the Heart. He writes that when a person is tempted to defy Hashem's command by taking revenge, speaking Lashonara or the like, or when he's doing harm to another person, uh, the way in which he can strengthen himself to overcome this temptation is by learn, learning from example of the world around him. So he says, you know, we, we learn that we contemplate Hashem's creation. He says, nature dutifully follows Hashem's command without fail. Like if, if you plant a seed, the seed decomposes on the ground and then it sprouts a tree. Um, you eat, your digestive system is going to digest the food, it's going to take the nutrients, it's going to expel whatever is not a nutrient, and, and this is, it's, it's faithful to God. Everything in the world is faithful to Hashem. The ways of the ocean never pass uh, beyond the boundaries um, of the land. A person need look no further than the organs of his body to learn a lesson of obedience to Hashem. That you open your mouth and you talk. And, and, and it talks. Your tongue is doing its job. Your vocal cords are doing their job. The air is coming in. The air is coming out. Everything is working in order for a person to be able to talk. So man can resist his yetzerara. We can resist our evil nature by asking ourselves, are you not ashamed to defy Hashem's command? Like we can say, like God, God's world, everything is according to him. And we are also, his, his, he created us. How can we go against Hashem? And, 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 and we, we, we finish off here today that, the, that what we have to learn from this Mida, from this attribute really, is that we have to live a life in which we are not resentful, 
in which we have to work very hard on not getting offended, insulted, on being more letting go of, 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 of these things. Doesn't mean you're gonna allow people to mistreat you. This is not what this attribute is saying. But we, we learned from King David, once he was approached by a person, I think it was Absalom, that started cursing him and saying, Oh, you're a you're a you're a you're a thief. You're 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 a sinner. You're this, and his guard said, "Should I kill him?" And uh, King David said, "No, let him, because he's not attacking me. It comes from God. Everything he's saying is from God. I have to listen to him and let him." And he did nothing to him because he was accessing this attribute of uh, who is like you, Hashem. So may Hashem grant us the power the strength to be able to be kind to every person that if people harm us we are we have the we stand higher we live a little higher and we don't pay back the same way that we are dignified human beings we try to be godly and merciful and in this way hashem not only is going to be merciful towards us but he's going to be merciful to the whole world you're you're going to start seeing things that you never imagined you were gonna be able to see, like the whole world will open for you because this is your reflection. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.